Hi and welcome to the Expansive Business Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm one half of the Expansive Podcast. I'm a speaker and executive coach. And as always, I am joined by my ever elegant co-host, keynote speaker and future strategist, Mr. John Sane. John, how are you doing, brother? I am wonderful. Thank you. And I think we need to change up these entrance and uh, opening lines because I think they're, I'm bored of them already. Remember, we used to do it before in a different way. Now this we're doing it this way. And I'm like, okay, now we need a new one. Listen, Everybody you're spoiling it. Knows there's, no, there's no script. Right. What do you mean? You're professional. Uh, yeah, shit. Sorry. What? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're professional. It's all off the cuff, all off the cuff. You know, I've actually stopped listening to a few <laughs> podcasts because people have been reading their answers. And in fact, this morning I did a talk for a company and, and the CEO read her whole intro. And I was like, my God, wow. this is the worst thing ever. I can't stand <laughs> re listening to somebody who's reading off it. So anyway, we'll have those changed soon enough. Uh, carry on with the unprepared intro there, Eric. Thank you very much. So off the top of my head, every week we <laughs> release a new episode <laughs> about what it means for individuals and organizations to approach the future with an expansive mind. So join us as we challenge the status quo, bands about life, and expand our perception of what is possible. So, John, uh, what have you been reading lately? I have been listening <laughs> to a lot of podcasts and uh, I'm fascinated by many of the topics that are being discussed. I am in a full uh, education process uh, with crypto. I spent uh, the morning yesterday with Run Crypto Man with his team uh, at Banter, at Crypto Banter. And uh, learned every day I learned something new. And this morning I've already done about an hour of it. So my life right now is a lot of crypto deep diving, trying to figure mm. it out. And uh, I'm really enjoying it and, and, and trying to get some clarity uh, of what it could look like, what it should look like, and understanding the rules um, of what it's going to be looking like moving into the future. What have you been sure. listening to? Or you know, I'm, I'm glad um, I saw a comment, I think, earlier the week uh, with someone saying that they're happy to see that you are speaking about crypto on the show. Mm. Um, but I think it's also, I'm happy to, to hear your approach to it. Because I think very often when it comes to uh, these sort of big, very exciting areas of opportunity, people jump in without the education needed to make smart decisions. Mm. And I think crypto has been, it's really been that for people. It's been this lure of like instant gratification and instant success, you know, to the moon and back as quickly as possible. Mm. But the problem is that there's so much to understand about the space. Um, mm. So it's also good to hear that you are patient and slow and deliberate in your education of it. Yeah, thanks for that. You know, I've also had my own relationship with with it, you know, also being frustrated, I didn't understand it, then switching it off and then like just going through the process of like ignoring it because I was so mm. frustrated by it and I didn't understand it. And I just got to realize that nobody understands it it's a new thing for everybody. And so yeah. there's different understandings of it. And I think imagine like Run, for example, he's been in it for like four or five years. That is like a lifetime in the world of crypto. Mm. So, you know, it's taken him that long to create this depth of knowledge. And if you think about what we do as well, we are constantly reading and engaging with the topic until it makes sense to us and we can in ingest it and you know, bring it out in our own version. This is something new that will be the fundamental sort of container in which the rest of the, our lives and the future will be contained within decentralized finance. Mm. And this decentralized finance is such a brand new concept where you don't have 
somebody in power making the decisions like a government or like the US, but really having the market making the decision, the people who are involved keeping you accountable and keeping you checked. And that is just, you know, it's radical in so mm. many different ways. And it's so away from everything we've once known. So to find clarity in this sort of topic requires hours and hours of engaging, discussion, listening, reading, you know, teaching. In mm. fact, teaching, it's also a wonderful way to do it. Plus, I've got like my own like group of guys that I we speak once a week and we ourselves are teaching each other different things about different wallets and what we've learned and how we can go about creating new different types of accounts. And also, you know, there's a lot of scammers out there to try and stay clear mm. of those. And I know a lot of people that have lost money on that. So, yes, it's a deliberate approach and the reason being is that our futures rely on it and uh, it's like trying to understand electricity the internet you know it's like it's, mm. it's that important and so i think it's important to get stuck in so what what have you mm. been listening to eric i've been listening to oh reading whatever on a, on a podcast level yeah actually not much um but i have been doing lots of reading and okay the the one article that stood out for me this week was actually mm. a forbes article um mm. where they discussed woman leadership yeah, right. Um, okay. cause there were like all these like new studies that have come out. And I mm. thought it was quite interesting because I think we've mentioned on the show before that the kind of leadership that's needed moving forward is mm. perhaps a bit more in touch with where people are at, right? It's not just, and we've mentioned this before, like there's transactional and transformational leadership and transactional is very much to the point. And, and I think to a large extent, how leadership has been done. Um, whereas more and more we're looking for leaders that are transformational, meaning that they can see and support change for organizations, for teams, for individuals. And this article, I think in a, in a big way was highlighting that women are, are very uniquely positioned to do that or to, to embody naturally. that kind of leadership. You know? They're naturally, yeah, they're naturally yeah. leaders like that. Yeah. So some interesting stats here. Um, they did a study across, across 423 companies. And they yeah. found that women are better at men than providing emotional support to employees. Like, not Obviously. much of a surprise there. You are checking, I mean, yeah. We can't even do it to ourselves, let alone to other people. Yeah. <laughs> checking in on the well-being of employees. Again, like not, not much of a surprise. Yeah. In, in addition, they were better at helping employees to navigate work-life balance and challenges. Uh, they were better at taking action to prevent or manage employee burnout. And they also spent more time contributing to diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Um, none of this really seems all that uh, new to me. Groundbreaking, that, like, yeah. Yeah. But, but I think it's good that we have researchers coming out that's just reinforcing this and showing us that this is the kind of leadership that is really important. And that if you are uh, a male leading into the future, you'll need to be a little bit more in touch with the human side of it as well. Yeah, I think, I think the, the EQ, the idea of EQ that was inherent in women had to start getting taught to men in leadership, like, yeah. you know, 20 years ago. This was new, you know, it was all about IQ, then EQ. But I, you know, I think the thing is, is personalities of what it means to lead are changing. You know, it was very much about that accounting, COO, operational, profit driven, and now we're starting to emerge into a world of long-term, purpose-driven, nurturing, collaborative energy. And this is changing the personality of what CEOs need to be, let alone just the personality, maybe even gender, because mm. things that come naturally to women 
is a lot harder for men to do. So it is the time of the feminine power that is rising. And uh, I'm looking forward to how it's going to bring more um, long-term and sort of patient processes uh, for us in business as well as in personal lives and and Mm. social circles. Look, I think it's going to – you can't just have transformational leadership either, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's really good that this is coming to the forefront and that we are highlighting it. But I do think that what this tells me is that when you are developing your teams – you need to make sure that you have those that drive transformation and those that drive transaction. And yes. those that drive transaction, it's, it, it, ideally you want that blend that you are high, high in transaction, but you do have some transformational components, yes. meaning that you are yes. able to support and understand people. But at the same time, if you are very transformational nature, you need like, you need a bit of transactional in you as well to hold people accountable to make sure things get done. Yeah. So. I think just as we go forward and as we create teams that uh, that lead us into the future, we need to take that, think of it in that way as well. Um, the transformational and the transactional nature of people and how we blend that together. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Mm. Yeah, I, I find it hard to f- to think about these major organizations that are driven by profit and their quarterly basis waiting for their bonuses at the end of the year how how do you really go and change that? You know, until yeah. the structures are not changed, until the way your KPIs are linked to a new type of outcome, this is all just lipstick on a pig, man. And mm. uh, the structure themselves need to be questioned. And this is where decentralization comes in. It's it's almost like we don't have to wait for them to go away. We disrupt them away. Mm. And if you think about many things in our lives in previous sort of like media was disrupted by social media and Google. And so these things just get disrupted away. And and uh, I think the decentralization of finances and these structures that have been birthed will just disrupt away the old structures of organizations that we've uh, become used to and think is the only way to do things because of the, the, the sort of uh, experience and education that we've had over the last 200 years or so. But mm. let's get into today's topic, Eric. I think um, yeah. it's a good topic. And I think uh, maybe a lot of people could help us unpack it. And if you have anybody has any good comments about any of our uh, podcasts, please do share them with us. We do get a bunch of social media um, messages and we really appreciate them. But please do join us in the conversation if you want to add anything to it. And we can always bring it up in the next podcast that we record. But today's topic is all about clarity. And it's great that uh, Eric has brought this about and it's it's Eric's topic. And it's funny because we choose topics on what's top of mind for us. And, um, and, and the funny thing is today is that clarity is the last point in my day, but the top point for Eric. And I think it's a nice discussion to have about, uh, about it uh, with somebody who has massive levels of clarity and somebody who has less uh, levels of clarity. So Eric, can mm. we kick us off? Yeah. So... I think everyone is in the pursuit of clarity all the time, especially like when I, when I look at my coaching career, for example, like what is the reason people come to coaching? They come to coaching because they want clarity. They want clarity on what the future is going to look like. They want clarity on how they need to show up in that future. They want clarity on what the specific actions might be that they need to take. And so we are always driven to create more clarity. Another reason why is because we don't like uncertainty and clarity to me also means certainty. Like if I know that this is where I'm going or this is where I'm going to be, it gives me a certainty amidst all of the chaos that's around me as well. 
So it becomes this like extremely important thing for people to drive towards. Um, but at the same time, it becomes a difficult thing to uncover, to get to. And often in the pursuit of clarity, it then becomes extremely frustrating and people tend to give up or they tend to get irritated with themselves instead of giving themselves the space to just figure things out. And I think over the past year, I've been on a massive journey with clarity for myself. I mean, we all have. Um, that's actually part of the, the reason why I wanted us to have this, this conversation today is that if you think of everything that's happened over the past year, so COVID taking away your dreams, taking away like what you could have aspired to for some point of time at least. Um, and then you look at things like the great resignation, for example, like people are, are rethinking and trying to gain new clarity for themselves in terms of who they are, what they're going to do, what their future is going to look like, right? Like we're seeing all these markers, I think, at the moment. And I was in conversation with my coach um, about two days ago. And as we got into the conversation, I said to her, like, actually, I don't think I need the session today because I feel like for the very first time, I actually have real good clarity. And when I engaged with her, maybe about five months ago, I didn't have it at all. And this doesn't mean that I have perfect clarity across every area of my life, but I feel like I have some real sense of direction in the areas that matter most at this stage. So I thought, well, it's interesting to have arrived at this point in time because I haven't, I felt like I haven't had in such a long time. And I wanted to spend the session to kind of reverse engineer some of the things that I did that helped me to get to this point where I feel like I know, for example, some of the distinctions was, you know, I was getting very muddled in my head around my personal brand versus modern breed, which is, um, the, let's call it the firm that, that, uh, that I do work through as well. So like there's a distinction there because I'm trying to build modern breed as a company on its own versus Eric Kruger, the brand. So there was like, how do I separate those two? And then there was like, well, like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I want to accomplish with my life? Especially now that things have kind of been shaken up. Like, do I still want to speak about the same topics? Uh, do I want to still want to be on the same stages? Do I want to be writing books? If I could have modern breed successful on its own, would what I'm doing and in Eric Kruger in my personal capacity, would that matter at all? So like all of these things, I had to rethink and it's been a hell of a process to get to this point. But I'm going to, I'm going to just pause there for a moment because like I, I think I've, I've said a lot. Um, where do you find yourself with clarity today? Yeah. I mean, I thought when you, when you suggested the topic, I don't find myself clear at all. Mm. I have zero clarity of what's next. I seem to be in the wilderness. Um, and I, and, and I, and I'm glad to have been given this opportunity to talk about clarity when I'm not clear. Mm. Because then it gives me empathy for people who don't have clarity and understanding that while I'm in the wilderness, there's other people with clarity. And that's also great. It's a little bit frustrating that you have it and I don't. Um, but it is because I would love to have it and I know what it feels like to have it. But you also have to keep re-energizing and recalibrating your clarity because it evolves. Mm. 
And you can't keep having the same clarity over because that's easy and lazy, to be honest. And I think maybe a lot of it has been around my career and my friendships and those sort of relationships with my family and my relationship with my body and, and those sort of things that I guess I've evolved into in many ways and I've achieved many of the things that I wanted to achieve. And so the clarity on those goals are ticked. And now I'm just trying to figure out what the new clarity looks like so that I can determine what the next phase is. And I think I want to reverse engineer your process. And I think it's important too, because however many tools we can have, the better. But yeah. I also don't think it's something that we want to fast track and force that says, I have to have clarity. I think mm. it's okay not to have clarity and it's okay to be in the wilderness until something new grips and something new gets you excited again. But for the moment... I, I, I'm coming in from the exact opposite direction. I remember a friend of mine who used to go to a coach, used to complain to his coach, how come John's got so much clarity and I don't? And I remember having that level of clarity for years and now I don't have it. And I'm okay about that, you know, and, mm. and, and I know I'm trying to figure it out. So, but let's reverse engineer your, your clarity and, and let's see what comes out of that. Yeah, listen, I think um, just to hang on to what you said, it's so important that we also have a, a kinder and more empathetic approach to our search for clarity. Mm. Because it, it isn't just like clarity is fleeting. You know, there are moments when you have it and you are extremely, extremely clear and then it goes away again. And if you are going to get frustrated every time it goes away, you're going to have a very miserable life. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you are going to try and force clarity. And I can tell you from experience that forcing it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, that's exactly why I ended up creating my word for the year, relaxed concentration, because I realized mm. the more I try to force things like clarity, mm. like creativity, mm. the less forthcoming it was. So mm. it is really important that you have a very patient and empathetic and, uh, and slow approach to clarity. Having said that, clarity is definitely something that you work towards. It's not something that you think your way into. And as much as I'm someone who loves spending time on my whiteboard and... Uh, I can really indulge in my own thinking. I've realized that, that that seldom helps me with real clarity. Clarity is really something that you have to act your way into. There's no getting around that. And I have two sort of pictures that pop into my mind, and I think they both uh, sort of further support the idea. The one is that if you go to a doctor, like what is the, what, you know, you wake up, you have a pain in your chest, uh, you go to a doctor, what is the one thing that you want him to do? you want him to put a name to what you are feeling mm -hmm. because that yeah. diagnosis is clarity, right? So like, and once I have clarity, I know what I need to do in order to get there. But for him to put a name to it, he needs to run tests. So you need to go through an ECG, maybe an MRI, you need to get blood tests done. But all of these things are physical things that happen to you mm. in the process of deciphering what, we, what, what we're going to call this. Right. So like he's not just sitting there and like he might have a few ideas in his head, but he's not sitting back saying, mm, it, it, you know, it, it's this like he doesn't just uh, stick a name on it without further mm. evidence. Interrogate. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so that's that's one, I think, helpful way of thinking about it. The second and I've used this example for years is that clarity is like walking into a dark room. And you can't see your way around. You have no idea what's in the room with you. But what you do have is in your hand, a handful of matches. 
And these matches represent actions that you take. And so you, you do something, you strike a match. And in striking that match, there's a little bit of flame. There's a little bit of light that emerges. And you get to see a little bit of what's happening around you. But because you're the kind of person that takes actions, that, that strikes matches, you keep doing that. And you strike the next match and you strike the next match. And every time you strike a match, it gives you a little bit more uh, of a view of what's happening in the room around you. Mm. And eventually, like through all these actions you've taken, all these uh, flames that you've ignited, there's enough light in your hand that you can navigate this room and you can figure out where to move and you don't end up bumping your foot against the table or running into a wall. You get to navigate this room. But the thing is that when you get into the next room, you know, the nature of matches is they burn out. And so they burn out and you start from scratch. You have to start lighting those matches again. Mm. And I think that's just a nice reminder of this fleeting nature of clarity and that you have to really act your way into it. You have to ignite those matches to get to the point of clarity. Mm. Any thoughts on that? I love that. You know, um, yeah, small actions required to bring about more light. And that's such a smart way of doing it. Um, yeah, you're right. Eh? And, and, and it's, okay. it's about, I suppose, doing those actions without an absolute need for an outcome. Understanding that it's a process. Well, look, if we go back to crypto, I'm lighting a match. Every time I listen to a podcast, I'm writing a little match. I'm writing another match. I'm writing another match. Just until I have enough viewpoint of exactly what the whole big picture looks like. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's a fantastic um, um, analogy. But I also think, you know, different parts of your life have clarity in different times of your life. You know, sometimes relationships are a priority. Sometimes your body is, sometimes money is, sometimes career is. So it's like a, it's a range of different things. And I think you and I have been very much linked to like the career clarity. And, um, you know, when obviously with COVID, our careers got a little bit of a side, uh, sidestep. So that clarity kind of faded there because we had to figure out uh, what the next step could look like. And we still don't have much clarity on that. So I like what you're saying there. And maybe what it's done for me is like, maybe I also have to remember that some parts of my life, I have no clarity, but other parts I have massive levels of clarity. And maybe Mm. I've just actually been focusing on the things that I don't have clarity on. And I'm like upset that I don't have clarity on them, but actually there's other things that I've got lots of clarity on. And it's nice to remind yourself of those, you know? So mm. that's good. And also it's, it is a learning phase for me. Definitely. It's about, you know, I keep speaking about this and writing about it, that look, we in this transformation and transition, and we're going to come out on the other side, totally different with different ideas and different ways to bring value to the world. And it's really a time to educate yourself, re-educate yourself and, and so, yes, this lack of clarity is linked to the fact that we need to be re-educating ourselves as well in my world. So, yeah, I like, I like what you say. Cool. So, so point number one then really in the pursuit of clarity is to, uh, I think you just have to understand the framework of it. You have to understand that it's, it's, uh, it takes time. You lighting matches and it'll come, but like, don't, don't, uh, pressurize yourself into clarity. Yes, good point. Uh, by the way, for those um, who are listening, uh, you can't see, but John and I, we are wearing the uh, expansive official uniform today. 
you'll have to head over to Instagram or the YouTube <laughs> channel to see it. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. worried that your your top button isn't done though. Like I don't know. Yeah, did, I, I stopped, not get the memo. I wearing you know? ghost tie. No, no, I stopped wearing the ghost tie because I don't know. I'm wearing tracksuit pants. That looks so much better. Suit me. That looks so much better, man. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm. I've done that, bro. If you look at John's <laughs> highlights from 2016, 2017, they were all ghost oh, that's eyes. That's old John. That's old John. Old John. Old John. Yeah, New yeah. John is more relaxed, uh, more relaxed, <laughs> like, more chilled, more Cape Townian. When I get back to Dubai, yeah. the ghost eye will come back. Okay, so you're saying when I'm when I get to Cape Town, my ghost eye will come off? Yeah, you're yeah exactly. Your ghost eye will loosen. You're in Joburg still. You're you're a product yeah, of yeah. your environment. Uh, clarity versus okay, no clarity. Clarity. Um, clarity. 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 Number two is I really think one of the one of the most important things that got me through this process or that's gotten me to clarity has been a ton of conversations. And I mean we've we've spoken about this so many times that we have to tap into other people, you know, and like it's conversations with you, it's conversations with Danica, it's conversations with coaches. Literally this year I've worked with a personal development coach, with a YouTube coach, with uh, a personal branding coach. And then like there's probably, I think I've actually had like three YouTube coaches to be honest, like, and then wow. two or three other coaches, right? So like there's been a lot of conversation and a lot of that conversation has been about what do I want to talk about? What are mm. topics that are really interesting to me? And every conversation, even if it ends up with you realizing what you don't want, leads you more towards what you do want. Absolutely. Because this is one of the hardest things about clarity that I found is to truly know that this is the direction that you want to go in, like to truly and authentically know that this is what I want to do or who I want to be, because we are so easily influenced by what's happening around us. You know, I'm so easily influenced by what you are doing. And it's easy for me to look at, you know, you traveling or speaking on a certain stage and to think that's what I want is I want to be traveling like that. And I want to be speaking mm. on that stage. But is it truly what I want? And mm. that can be very difficult to figure out. Is this mm. really what I want? If I strip away the external influences that I've had in my life. So multiple, multiple conversations with people that I've often paid a lot of money to because I get to tap into their expertise and they get to, or they help me to then cull my thinking and make it more specific and precise. Mm, I like that. That's very good. I like that. The conversation part is a big, big aspect of it. I couldn't agree more with you. So the third and last one then is, is also something that I've really found crucial in this time. And I think to a large extent, we do this quite organically, the two of us. Um, but I'm not sure if you use it as intentionally in this way, which is to really spend a lot of time writing about the future that you want to create mm. and and why and it's not about the process of writing as much as it is like it's not for the sake of writing it is for the sake of putting language mm. to what it looks like you yeah. know i mean when we go through the process of writing a book writing a blog post writing it anything really um that's what we're always doing is we are looking for very specific words to convey a specific message mm. We're not Absolutely. just looking for any word to to, yeah. to relay the message. We're looking for a specific word. And when you listen to, I mean, it's also our job, right? So like whenever we are speaking in any interview, in any uh, talk that we are giving, we pay attention to the words that we use. It's important yeah. to us. Yeah. 
But I think it's important that, that that skill has to also translate to the way that you think about, like, for example, modern breed as a, as a company, right? I've spent hours and hours agonizing over what exactly is it that this company does? And I want to put the language to it. I want to put the diagnosis to it, give it that name. Mm-hmm. And when I landed on modernizing leaders and teams, like simple to the point, but like spending hours going through that process yeah. Yeah. made me realize, okay, well, I get it. We are modernizing leaders and teams. Now that I have that direction and that clarity, what does that mean? Well, actually, the only thing that I want to run through Modern Breed are workshops and sprints. That is it. Like there's nothing else that you can come to Modern Breed for. Modern Breed will be the workshop and sprint firm. Like if you want to spend time thinking collaboratively, we are going to facilitate. We will be the best facilitators of that process for you. But it started by putting that language, that clarity Mm, to it. Yeah. So conversations, writing and putting language to it. And what was your first one? The first one was... I think really just the attitude and the approach that you have towards clarity. Yes. Okay. Okay. To be empathetic and patient with it. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Those are really practical and helpful tools. It made me feel actually quite relieved. Those are very helpful. I think I need to start journaling again to bring that level of clarity. I need to start having better quality questions. I mean, uh, conversations. And also see it as a process. I, I'm, that, that one I'm okay with. But yeah, yeah. others, I, I like that. Yeah, that's very good. Right? That, Eric, you've brought me some clarity. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Thank Listen, you. Um, you know, I think we are continuously in the pursuit of it. And just like most things, like if you are in the pursuit of it, it means that it's a skill or it's an ability that you can learn. And I think how we go about uh, pursuing clarity is quite important. Some people can spend months and not make any progress on it and uh, i mean that quite literally like you're not you don't do anything so you don't have new feedback so like you're yeah. not getting to new clarity yeah and actually clarity is just it's a it, it's at the other end of you doing things and having conversations and figuring out language and stripping yeah. away external influences and all of that takes time and it takes effort and if you aren't willing to go through the time and go through the effort, you won't get it. So it is really, it, it feels to me in a way that it is the treasure that is given to those who are willing to go and seek it and like mm. fight off the dragons and go into the cave, you know? Yeah, but also patiently and systematically. Yeah. yeah. Not running in like firing all guns and that sort of thing and then getting upset sure. that, you know, it's not working. So yeah, mm. I think the systematic approach is, is really one that's, um wise to follow and uh, i appreciate that that's a good one thanks for that so as always thank you for tuning into the expansive podcast if you enjoyed it uh, we would love for you to share with a friend or to share with your team Uh, if you really enjoyed it then you can head over to itunes and leave us a review there Uh, we always love seeing the reviews coming as a quick reminder you can either book john or myself to speak at your event Uh, we also do combined learning experiences for teams and lastly, you can follow us on social media. Uh, we we love seeing the posts on Instagram. We always reshare them. Uh, we are also releasing a highlight reel every single week in case you haven't seen that. So if you don't feel like listening to John and I ramble on for 30 minutes, you can head over to Instagram, follow us there. And uh, in about two minutes, some of these episodes are summarized in quite a nice way for you. So, John, 
Thank you very much for thinking with me. Today. Listening to you yeah. <laughs> unpack your ability to be more clear. I appreciate it. I mean, look, one, some weeks I'm talking a lot, some weeks you are, and I've really enjoyed it. I've listened uh, and learned quite a lot today. So to all the listeners out there, thanks again for joining us. Uh, please look after yourself when you've done that. Please go look after somebody else and even better, look after a dog. Uh, <laughs> and we'll chat to you guys next week. Ciao. Goodbye.